Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Chris, and tonight I will be your guide as we travel back in time to visit the Knights of the Round Table and follow the story of two star-crossed lovers, Guinevere and Sir Lancelot, while they traverse the countryside. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to relax and find comfort in the space that we are in here and now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the mattress beneath you. Really pay attention to how good the softness of the mattress feels on your tired muscles. Can you feel it? relieving tension you've been carrying with you throughout the day. Try and picture a candle before you. The candle can look like anything you'd like. Perhaps it's a long, tall, white candle perched safely in a candelabra. Or perhaps instead, it is a small candle encased in a beautiful stained glass jar. Whatever your candle looks like, picture a flame dancing upon its wick. Can you smell the fragrance of your candle? Maybe it's lavender, or sage, or warm, soft leather. Whatever it may be, breathe that aroma in every deep breath you take as you relax more and more and more and more. As you breathe in, imagine the flame of your candle growing taller and taller, gaining nourishment just as your body is. And as you exhale, Imagine that candle flickering, 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 flickering with your long, slow breath. Breathe in, watching that candle grow taller and taller, sharing its comforting warmth with you. And exhale, watching the flames flicker, flicker. Flicker, flicker, in your dark room. You can picture this candle any time you're struggling to sleep or feel your mind wandering. Let this candle be your guiding light, your beacon in the dark. Know that you can turn to it and it will ground you, soothe you and give you the relaxation that you deserve at any point in this process. And now that we have taken the time to relax and find comfort in the space that we are in here and now, let us begin our story. It was a misty morning when Lancelot awakened. Just outside the narrow castle window. He could see the moor, shrouded in a cloak 
of listless fog. This was a common scene at the tail end of summer, and it seemed as if the earth itself was preparing for winter with a light blanket of fog rather than a heavy blanket of snow. But one unexpected thing that came with these foggy, slow mornings was the feeling of mystery that swirled in the air. Lancelot was to be sent on an important quest by King Arthur, though he refused to say more. Even after Lancelot prodded, Usually, there were whispers about the king's quests that swirled around the castle, but not this time. Whatever secret this was, it was surely one that was going to affect everyone in the kingdom. Lancelot stared at the ceiling for a moment, taking a deep breath in as he sank deeper into his plush mattress. He was a man of loyalty, a man who could be trusted, a man of honor, but he was a lonely man. The castle was full of knights willing to risk their lives for the crown. They were all brave men, kind men, but Lancelot didn't connect with them the way he wanted to connect with someone. When he would see other couples in town, husbands and wives, meandering along the river in the setting sun, blushing as they courted one another, the old, long-married couples sitting underneath willow trees and reading books to one another. It showed him very clearly what was missing from his life. He ached for a partner, someone to share his deepest thoughts and tales of his quests with. He had a long history. He had fought in many battles, gone on many journeys, and he was carrying those stories by himself, aching for someone he could tell them to, as they lay in bed together at the end of a long day. Yet, he hadn't searched for a wife or lover. Perhaps it was because of his occupation. Perhaps it was out of fear that he wouldn't find a woman who would love him. But whatever it was, it kept Lancelot awake through many nights, and the nagging feeling that a piece of his heart was missing was a burden he carried with him on every mission, on every journey into the countryside. Which is why, today, he was hoping his quest would send him far, far away 
to a place where he could be alone with his thoughts, in a beautiful place, where he could escape the happy couples and simply breathe in the fresh, natural air. A mere hour later, Lancelot was dressed and facing King Arthur, his familiar sword strapped to his hip. The king urged Lancelot closer with a hushed tone and told him of the quest he was to embark on. King Arthur was to be married. He too was tired of being a bachelor and he desperately needed an heir. He wanted a wife who was beautiful from a good background, someone who would give him many sons to rule over his kingdom for years to come. And that person was Guinevere. He had never met her, but he had heard many tales of her beauty and grace. And just like that, King Arthur knew who he wanted his wife to be. She lived in a distant kingdom, one that would take some time to reach, which meant it was up to Lancelot to fetch her and bring her back to the kingdom safe and sound for the wedding. Lancelot thanked King Arthur for the quest and went on his way, gritting his teeth as he mounted his horse and rode into the cedar forest on the far side of the castle. He was hoping this quest would be one that would get his mind off of love and romance like he needed. Instead, he was given the opposite. A job to bring two lovers together. Regardless, he decided, it would be a chance to journey out into the countryside. A chance for him to be in nature away from the hustle and bustle of the city, away from the happy couples meandering through the streets. It was a four-day ride before he finally arrived in the town that Guinevere resided in. It was a quaint town, a wealthy one. Surely, he thought, Guinevere lived a good, healthy life here. The fields were overflowing with autumn bounty. The rolling hills were peppered with apple trees full of ripe, heavy fruits. And the rivers were so clear that he could make out every speckled rock on their base. Even the air smelled fresher than the cities. It smelled of the warmth of rolled hay 
the softness of wild flowers and the briskness of evergreen pines. He took a big drag of the air, holding on to the horse's reins just a bit tighter as he did so. He loved the city he was from. He loved the castle. But there was something about these hills that called to him. Maybe it was that peace that was missing from his heart. The desire for a simple life. Away from the quests. Away from the hustle and bustle of it all. A life where he roamed fields of hay and picked apples from the gnarled branches of century-old trees with the woman of his dreams. In his daydream, he almost didn't notice the woman emerging from the grove of apple trees beside him. She carried a simple basket, overflowing with the fruits, and wore a soft wool cloak that draped over her face, shielding it from view. But then she glanced up at Lancelot on his horse. The hood of her cloak rolled back off her head and drifted behind her, revealing her long, golden hair. She fixed her gentle eyes on Lancelot, offering him a look of warmth and welcome. Lancelot was instantly transfixed by her. Her emerald gaze seemed to pierce through him in a way that no one's ever had before. And then she spoke in a playful, soft tone. She asked Lancelot if he was a lost knight. Few people ever ventured to their kingdom, let alone their town. Lancelot was at a loss for words for a moment. She stared at him, waiting for an answer, until... He finally managed to tell her he was on a quest to find a woman named Guinevere. The woman glanced down for an instant before she met his eye again. I am she, she said, her voice sweet and warm like honey. Lancelot couldn't believe what he was hearing. His grip tightened slightly on the reins as he looked at Guinevere and everything King Arthur had said clicked into place. The rumors were true. This woman was so beautiful. She had such a warm, welcoming, poetic air about her. It was no wonder that people had been talking about her 
all across the land. Lancelot got off of his horse. He tried to drop any knightly intimidation he had gained over his years of serving, wanting to make Guinevere comfortable. Then, quietly and respectfully, he told Guinevere who he was and why he was there. Guinevere's smile faded as he spoke. He could see her grip tightening on the basket of apples. The glow she had had only moments ago, disappearing slowly, slowly, slowly. And then, she smiled at him. She told him that she knew this day was coming. Arthur had sent men many moons ago to meet her and see if she was suitable. And she had been given the impression that she was going to be the woman chosen to be his wife. However, she admitted, her tone dropping so low that Lancelot could scarcely hear her. She was hoping that wouldn't be the case. She waved to Lancelot, inviting him to join her while she gathered what few things she had for the journey back to the castle. Lancelot stood outside of her family home with his horse, watching as dark clouds emerged over the mountains in the far distance. This quest was going to be more challenging than he had realized, and not just because of the rain on the horizon. It was clear that Guinevere was not looking forward to being married to the king. But how could she refuse such a thing? The king calls the shots in the kingdom, and there were thousands of women who would throw everything away for an opportunity like the one that was given to her. Still, Lancelot couldn't stop thinking about it. The way she meandered out of that apple grove, swinging the basket limply from her hand as she hummed, breathing in the fresh air as she moved through her own little world. It stung to think of her stuffed into a fancy garment in the castle, sitting in on political discussions night after night, laughing at all of King Arthur's jokes. She didn't seem like a woman who should be in any sort of cage. Though, Lancelot quickly shook those beliefs and observations from his head. He was a knight. He had a job to do. An obligation. And now, his obligation 
was to get Guinevere back to the castle safely after a four-day journey. The idea of spending four days with her made his heart thrum in his chest. But he shoved that emotion down in mere seconds. There was a woman out there for him somewhere, but clearly it wasn't Guinevere. He had been sent on this quest because he was trusted, because he was the king's most loyal knight, and he intended to keep that title. It wasn't long before Guinevere emerged from the side gate of her home. To Lancelot's surprise, she was holding the reins of a horse. Lancelot told her, quietly, that the king would prefer if Guinevere rode with Lancelot for safety. But, upon seeing Guinevere's face fall, Lancelot changed his tune. Perhaps he wouldn't mind too terribly if you brought your steed along. After all, they are members of the family, aren't they? There was a playful tone in his voice. A tone that told Guinevere she was being given an opportunity that she probably shouldn't be. She nodded vehemently as she pulled herself up onto her beautiful mare. She was a stunning horse, jet black, like the color of the night sky. Her legs were speckled with white flecks that truly made it look as if the heavens had wrapped themselves around this creature. Guinevere leaned forward and wrapped her arms around her mare's neck as she flashed Lancelot a kind smile. You know, I already like you more than the other knights he sent, she told him playfully. The feeling of pride and belonging that swelled through Lancelot at that moment felt dangerous. He rarely spoke to women, let alone spoke to them so freely. He wiped the smile from his face and nodded to Guinevere, signaling that this was the start of their journey together. And so they rode. Guinevere's town was nestled in a bountiful valley, overflowing with vibrant forests, laced with those clear, sparkling rivers. As they rode up, cresting the hill at the top of the valley, Lancelot caught Guinevere, casting a look of sadness over her shoulder. A farewell she never wanted to give. There was nostalgia already glistening in those brilliant green eyes of hers. The kind of nostalgia 
that made Lancelot ache with her. They rode for the next few hours with one another. Lancelot tried to keep it slow for Guinevere, unsure of how much experience she had on horseback, but she clipped ahead of him on several occasions, her horse's jet-black tail flickering as she moseyed along. She had a natural grace about her in every movement. She didn't fight the power of her horse, the motion of her horse. It was as if she were a boat in a storm, giving way to every bump in the road. Every head toss her horse made, every abrupt stop. Lancelot had a hard time keeping his eyes off her. She was a natural out in the woods like this, a woman who rode and composed herself more like a knight than any commoner he had ever met. For part of the ride, they were silent. He wanted to give Guinevere time to mourn the loss of the life she had known. But soon, she started chatting. And she wasn't chatting about the weather or the future. She was reciting poetry. There were hundreds of poems in that brain of hers. She would spot a pine cone and slide into a poem she had read as a child about their strength and beauty. When they found themselves in a field of wildflowers, she recited a poem about each flower that was woven into the stunning meadow. During that particular part of the trip, Lancelot couldn't help but notice that he had started to write slower. He was clinging to every word of the poem she was saying. He was waiting for the inflection, the cadence, the pure beauty of the way she delivered the lines. It was poetry in the truest sense. One particular poem found her talking about a short-lived flower, one that could no longer live where it had once bloomed. There was a heaviness to her words there, a sorrow, and then silence. They rode for quite a few minutes, just carrying the weight of that poem with them. Lancelot could see the nostalgia on Guinevere's face, the realization of where they were truly heading and it made that missing piece in his heart feel even larger than usual. He spotted a bunny zip across the path. Then he took a deep breath and recited one of the few poems he knew. A poem about a bunny that was actually 
a poem about hope and new beginnings. When he finished, he glanced back to see Guinevere smiling at him in a way he had never experienced before. There was gratitude there, understanding, a connection, but also a great deal of sorrow. She looked tired suddenly, as though the emotional toll of this journey was starting to weigh her down. Shall we stop here for the night, milady? Lancelot proposed, motioning to a pair of willow trees nestled at the bottom of a cliff, a place that would provide perfect cover for them. Guinevere nodded, grateful. Lancelot set up their sleeping arrangement, a comfortable, luxurious bedroll for the future queen. Then he started a fire for warmth and for dinner. He offered her a simple meal, one he had made a dozen times. She happily accepted and sat down beside him near the fire. It was something that was rather frowned upon, someone like Guinevere sitting beside a knight like this. But Lancelot supposed that on a trip like this, the lady clearly needed comfort. He expected her to ask him questions about the king. Was he a nice man? Was he going to treat her well? Was the castle as luxurious as people like to say it was? But instead, to his surprise, Guinevere asked about him. She asked where he came from. She asked how he came to be a knight, if he liked his position, what he longed for in his role. They were questions that no one had taken the time to ask Lancelot before. Questions that, ever so slowly, began to feel that missing peace inside of him. And Lancelot answered. He answered the questions aloud to her, his words cushioned by the background noise of the crackling fire and the crickets all around them, soaking in the last few days of the fading summer. Guinevere listened to every single word, clinging to them as soon as they sailed out into the air. She hadn't just asked out of kindness or discomfort. She had asked because she really wanted to know the answers. And as she sat there, watching Lancelot so vulnerable and honest as the crackling fire illuminated him in a brilliant orange glow, he had no idea 
that there was a feeling beginning to brew inside her. Guinevere, too, had dealt with loneliness her entire life. Her beauty and kindness was what people regarded her for, but very rarely did they speak of her mind. Very rarely did they even listen to her speak. And yet, here was this strange knight from an entirely different land, a knight who spoke softly and infrequently, who listened to her poetry as if it was gospel being spoken by God himself. This stranger, who somehow seemed to understand her in silence, more than anyone had understood her from words in her entire life, she found her gaze locked on his eyes. They were a brilliant blue, the color of summertime waves as they crashed against slate rocks. They were a color of joy, a brightness, and yet there was exhaustion in them. There was sorrow, and desperately, dearly, Guinevere wanted this stranger's sorrow and exhaustion to go away. Across from her, Lancelot was struggling with those same feelings. He could feel her kind green eyes on him. He could feel the concern in her gaze. He could see as her body language softened and the barrier between these two strangers became nothing more than a gossamer. Yet, he couldn't stop it. He didn't want to stop it. He continued to talk to her by that bonfire for hours. They spoke of their childhoods, of their love of nature and poetry of the obligations they felt in their society. And the more they talked, the closer and closer they seemed to inch together. The warmth and familiarity in their eyes and in their motions grew more and more the longer they spoke. It wasn't long before they realized the landscape around them was awash in a soothing orange, pink, and yellow glow. The glow of the sunrise. They had stayed up the entire night talking to one another. When they realized it, rather than becoming upset, they began to laugh. Lancelot stood up and helped Guinevere settle underneath the shelter of the willow tree. He urged her to get a few hours of sleep, just a few, before they left for their long day of travel. She protested, but he urged her desperately to do so. He couldn't bear the thought of her falling 
and becoming injured out of sheer exhaustion because he had kept her up all night. So, Guinevere closed her eyes gently and crawled into the bed that Lancelot had made for her. She could feel his eyes sweep over toward her every once in a while, checking to make sure she was relaxing, checking to make sure that she was okay, and it brought her great comfort. No person had ever looked out for her in such a way, and certainly not with such kindness in their gaze. When she awakened, it was midday. Lancelot had already packed up their camp and loaded up their horses, preparing them for a long day of travel. The sight of him first thing when she woke up was something that deeply pleased her. He calmed her in a way that few people she had ever met were able to. The idea of traveling with him brought her great joy, in spite of the circumstances. That day, as they traveled through the stunning countryside, there was hardly any silence between them. They spoke of the landscape. They recited poetry. They spoke of society. Neither of them had been blessed with a true friend in their entire lives, and it seemed as though they had finally found one. When they stopped for the night, things were much more casual between them. Lancelot tried to keep up his air of knighthood, but Guinevere saw right through it urging the knight to relax by her side, and so he did. When they sat by the fire that night, Lancelot couldn't keep his eyes off Guinevere. The way her emerald eyes glistened in the glow of the fire, the way the corners of her lips turned when she knew she had made a good joke, or said something witty. The way she stuck her tongue out, just the tiniest bit, when she laughed at his jokes. It was all so much for Lancelot. He knew, then and there, that he was falling in love. And Guinevere, she knew it too. This man, this man of loyalty and bravery and kindness and softness. He was everything she had ever wanted without knowing it. And when he finally asked if she truly wanted to marry the king, she couldn't stop herself from saying she would much rather be marrying Lancelot. His cheeks glowed a bright red at her words. The idea of marrying her. 
that missing piece clicked into place inside him. They would be like all those couples he had seen before. One day, they could be that old couple curled up beneath the willow trees, reading to one another. Or could they? Guinevere's impending marriage to the king was a dark shadow that seemingly fell over them with every bit of sunshine. And Lancelot's obligation to the king, his oath, his loyalty, it was his whole life. Guinevere's hand slid into his as they sat by the fire in silence, weighing their options. It was only then, after some careful consideration, that Lancelot realized how thankful he was. Because, no matter what, whether they ran away together, or she stayed and married the king, he would have Guinevere in his life. He would be able to hear her laugh. He would see her brilliant smile. He would listen, starry-eyed, as she read her poetry. He could love her, even if it was from afar. When he told this to Guinevere, happy tears welled in those breathtaking eyes of hers. She told Lancelot that, for tonight, no decisions had to be made. Tonight, it was them in the countryside, miles and miles and miles away from the nearest city. Tonight, their obligations, their place in society, She didn't want it to matter. She leaned over to Lancelot, resting her head on his shoulder. Lancelot wrapped her arm around her, drawing her closer. They sat like that for quite some time, soaking in the warmth of the fire, soaking in the warmth of one another's company. When it was time for bed, they both curled up under the same blanket, holding one another as tightly as they could. They breathed in drowsy unison with one another as they got closer and closer to falling asleep. With Guinevere in his arms, Lancelot began to recite that same bunny poem. The poem about hope. The poem about the brightness for the future. As Guinevere smiled against him, drifting off to sleep, there was comfort that flooded him. The realization that whatever happened tomorrow, he was grateful for tonight. Whether they run away together into the countryside, or they head back to the castle, 
where they could meet one another in the Rose Garden, where he could protect her with his life. He was just thankful that he was given a chance to meet her, to experience these feelings. He smiled as he felt himself drifting off to sleep with his love in his arms. That missing piece in his heart, filled by her presence in his life. I hope you have enjoyed this story, and it has brought you a night of restful, relaxing sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.